Week two is in the books, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the recap. What went wrong? What went right for some teams? I can tell you one thing, Alex. Actually, hold on. Do you hear that noise in the background? I do not. Do enlighten me. Another star player just got hurt. That's right. That was the story of week two. There's a lot of football being that was played, and we'll get into that. But a lot of fantasy teams took a hit. A lot of teams, just regular NFL teams, took a hit this season. A lot of people's emotion took a hit this week, and we'll get into all of that here on the Respect the Midwest podcast. Did you push yourself to be great today? Did you do it? If you didn't do it, you lost today. We ain't got many days to lose. Lowe's trying to get open, fires away. Ah! It's over! The Bulls win at the buzzer! Breeze hits it in the air to center. We will see you tomorrow night. And this time he's going to go down. It's going to be picked off by Mack. Mack with the interception. And Mack will take it all the way in for a touchdown. This is Respect the Midwest. So let's get right into the action, Alex. What is the first game you would like us to recap for Week 2? The first game we are going to recap is was the game of the week. Sunday Night Football in Seattle, Patriots and Seahawks. And Jordan, this quarterback battle was amazing. What? I, who were you more impressed with, Cam Newton or Russell Wilson? It's hard to say that... I, I wasn't more impressed with Russell. I don't. I don't. I just don't understand. I just don't see how you could say that anyone was more impressive than Russell Wilson, just in general in the league right now. That man is on another level with the way that he's playing. And Cam also had a fantastic game. Can't take anything away from Cam, but when you're going up against Russell Wilson, the way he's able to drop those deep balls, the way those receivers are able to catch those deep balls at the rate that they are. It sucks for the Patriots. It's almost unfair sometimes, but again, they played they played an all right game. Defensively, the Patriots again. It's I, I can't blame them for too much. They're playing against the best quarterback in the league right now. I think you, if you watch how each of them play week after week, so it's unfortunate for the Patriots, especially on a day where James White father died. But they played for him, and they almost had it there at the end. Cam was short at the one yard line, got upended. Um, Seahawks two and zero. Pats one and one, but hey, the Pats have started you know worse in seasons and gone on to win Super Bowl. So, uh, Patriots fans, don't be worried. Keep your head high. You'll kick the Raiders' butt next week. We'll get into the Raiders here in a second, but just, uh, just remember the 2014 season. The Patriots lost in Kansas City, 41 to 14. Right. And what did we do that season? We won. Make sure you won the Super Bowl. All right, so next game that we're going to highlight, Falcons and Cowboys. And Jordan, my take on this game, I mean, the Falcons just blew it. I mean, as a as an expert of the Falcons blowing a lead, it, it just happened again. I mean, I don't think it was as bad as the Super Bowl. It wasn't as big as a deal as it was back in 2017. But that onside kick that at the end of the game. That was just almost pathetic. I mean, jump on the ball. As a former football player myself, you even if the ball goes 10 yards, you can just jump on it. And, but Cowboys did 
have a good end of the game drive. And shout out to Mike McCarthy for his first win. I don't think Mike McCarthy should take, be taking any credit. That guy is not he's not a fantastic coach. I think this was a product of the Falcons being the D, Detroit Lions of the NFC South. I don't know if you heard me, but I said to my, I think I said at least I at least said to myself in the, in the first quarter and maybe early second quarter, I'm like the Falcons are probably going to find a way to blow this. It's way too early in the game for this kind of thing to be happening. And if you want to be real, like they were up twenty to nothing, but they had short field position every time. They got I mean, one could say they were turnover lucky in that first quarter with the th- with the three fumbles from the Cowboys, one from Zeke, one from Dak, and one from Schultz, and you know, they took advantage in a way. They settled for a lot of field goals. You know, if one of those field goals would have turned into a touchdown, we wouldn't be having this kind of conversation right now. But we are. And they had a horrible onside kick play or you know, to recover the ball. And I've always said, you know, if you put yourself in a position to get screwed and you and you get screwed, there's nothing I mean, you there's nothing to be mad about besides being mad at yourself. So this was all the Falcons. The, you know, the Cowboys took advantage of their opportunities and can't blame them for doing that. Someone could call it a lucky win. doesn't matter. A win is a win in this league. And the Cowboys win the 1-1. One one. Falcons 0-2. Falcons play the Bears next week. That probably be really interesting. Hopefully it's an interesting time. Speaking of the no. Bears, they also got a W this week. But not in the way that you would really want. Jordan, what do you think of this? I don't even know how to describe it. Tra- uh, dumpster fire of a game. It was basically a flip-flop of last week's game against the Lions, only the team down big, down by 17, didn't come back, thankfully. But they were pretty dang close. Uh, Mitch had a good first half on paper, and I guess with the eye test, too, only to a certain point. If you watch this game, anyone who watches the highlights, I, I, I encourage you to look at how the ball comes out of Mitch's hand the man cannot throw a spiral. It's like he lost the ability to throw a spiral. Alex, Alex, you throw better spirals than Mitch Trubisky does. That's how, like, that's how bad this was. And again, he still had two TDs in the first half. Great. We did nothing in the second half. And we let the Giants come back. The Giants were in the red zone with a chance to win the ball game. I mean, at some point, and like I've said, I've said this over and over again, and I'm probably going to say it every week. The offense, especially in the second half, murdered the defense. Three and out, three and out, three out, three, two horrible picks. Well, one, I guess they both really weren't his fault. Could he have thrown the ball in the better spot? Absolutely. But when you play like that, especially in the second half, your defense is going to get tired. They're not going to have any motivation. And the Giants were able to move the ball credit to them after losing Saquon. Um, there's, you know, there's a big injury to start off. And, I feel bad for Saquon Barkley. It's he's one of the best running backs in the league when fully healthy. It just it just sucks that you know he's had this horrible injury luck. But you know prayers up for Saquon. But I don't know. Where the Bears are two and zero, I don't have a ton of hope. And for the Giants, again, you know you're zero and two, but you've played two solid teams in the Bears and Steelers. Um, I wouldn't be too too bad about anything. They were close in both games. Well, not really the Steelers game, but they were close in this game. They almost came back and won. Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. Not a lot of talent around him. Um, but you are 0-2, and, and obviously you know, you're looking for probably another crappy season. Speaking of the NFC North, Lions and Packers. And this game was 
another blown lead by the Lions. And Aaron Rodgers is yeah. just he's I know you don't like him, but he is having just another great season so far. He wasn't as good as he was last week, but that was because he had the help of another Aaron, Mr. Aaron Jones, who had 168 yards rushing, two touchdowns. And on to, add on to that, he led the team in receiving with 68 yards and a touchdown. And I think this is just a testament to how great the Packers are. And that's why I have picked them to win the NFC North. Jordan, what are your thoughts on this game? So, yeah, the Lions, the Lions, the Lions did blow another lead. Um, I mean, it was 14-3 in the first quarter, but after that, they did absolutely nothing. Um, I think this is more the Lions team expected to see against a, an opponent that has a pulse for an offense, unlike the Chicago Bears. Um, the Packers just had their way with a poor Lion defense, poor Lion team in general. Uh, after that first quarter, it was pretty smooth sailing. Aaron Jones was the better Aaron on the field today, which is saying a lot because Aaron Rodgers himself had yet another great game. So, I mean, Aaron Jones, if you had him on your fantasy team this week, this week there's almost no way you didn't win unless you had every other injured guy. But he, Aaron Jones is fantastic. Packers defense still maybe a little suspect. I don't know. We, again, it's the Lions. Not a great week to judge them, but... Packers win 42-21, 20-point victory. They look to be the best team in the NFC North so far. Let's round out the NFC North with the disappointing Minnesota oh. Vikings with with their loss to the Indianapolis Colts. And, Jordan, I know you have a lot to say about this, so I'll just let the you The Vikings talk. were my pick to win the NFC North. I had them as a dark horse pick to go to the Super Bowl this year. I, think, I don't think I was the only one who... Had that assumption or had that um, assertion, excuse me. The Colts absolutely dominated them in basically every phase of the game. And in, in a way, they're, they are really young in the secondary, but like I've said about the Bears, the offense murdered the defense. Kirk Cousins was horrible on Sunday. The Vikings as a team really were horrible on Sunday. Jonathan Taylor had a great game in his first time in his first game as the lead running back there in Indy, I think he's going to be really good for for the rest of the season. I think the Colts are going to be a lot better than I assumed they were after week 1. I don't really know what happened against the Jags. It's still kind of mind-boggling to me. We'll get into the Jags here in a minute, but they dominated the Vikings, something that I didn't see coming. Um, I picked the Vikings to win this game. I had them on a little parlay. This one shocked me. And maybe Philip Rivers might be okay still. I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out in the week's coming. But Colts win. They improved one and one. I Go ahead, a, Alex. I have a quick question yeah. for you, Jordan. Can you, off the top of your head, guess Kirk Cousins' completion percentage for this week? If I move the window, I can see it. Um, oh, I don't know. Probably like 30%. It was a 42% completion percentage. He was horrible. The whole team was horrible. Three interceptions. I mean, it's just just sad right now. Not to mention Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr got hurt in the game, too, so that doesn't help. Yeah, that that is true. Speaking of of the Jags, they played another good game this week, even though the end result was not what they wanted. They lost 33-30 to the Titans. And... Jordan, in my opinion, this was 
a Ryan Tannehill show. I mean, he just lit up the Jaguars defense. I mean, the Titans paid it. Go ahead. It was, it was amazing. I mean, the fact that he had two, four touchdown passes. I mean, this is Ryan Tannehill we're talking about. Last year in the playoffs, all he did was hand the ball off to Derrick Henry. And and if you can have that, it just adds another dimension. I mean, Derrick Henry had less than 100 yards rushing. That's that's saying a lot about how balanced they looked. And going back to Gardner Minshew, he ha- he also had a very good week. But I I really don't know what to say there. Shout out to James Robinson, Illinois yeah. State, for his first 100-yard rushing Ryan performance. Ryan Tannehill looking like the contract that they paid him here in this game. Uh, great game for the Titans offense. Something you know, 33 points is not something that they really do that often. Can't really imagine the Titans being the type of team to score 33. But they did it, and Gardner Minshew had another good game against an okay Titans defense. Um, maybe go. I, Maybe Gardner's the guy. I don't. I don't know. I need to see it a few more times against some better opponents, maybe. But um, a game that a lot of people would probably have picked it under for went way over at sixty three. So I applaud both teams' offenses um, for stepping up. As be, you know, both of them, especially well, the Jags, especially with Fournette, were more of a ground and pound, and definitely the Titans are with Derrick Henry. So good game for both offenses. Steven Gostowski finally. Um, Looked competent. He had a game-winning 49-yarder, so uh, with a little, about a minute and a half left. So good on the Titans. The Titans are 2-0. and um, I wouldn't be too – again, another team that we thought was going to be tanking this year in the Jags um, at 1-1, one and one, but, yeah, I mean, they, they look okay. Maybe they'll make some noise this year. To close out the NFC, AFC South, we go down to Houston where the Baltimore yeah. Ravens defeated the Houston Texans. 33-16, and Jordan, we were we really surprised by this game? I mean, it looks like the 2019 Ravens all over again. I mean, Lamar Jackson completed 75% of his passes. They had over 200 yards on the ground, very balanced, and that defense has taken a step up, I believe, especially with the addition of Calais Campbell this offseason. And they just dismantled Houston. It wasn't even close. Yet another game where everything just looked too easy for the Ravens. I mean, it was like they're playing a video game against like their five-year-old brother. I mean, it was just it's too easy. I don't really know how to explain it. Um, other than that, you know, it, and now they have like their defense was good last year. Now it's great, and it's di- also also di- it's pretty darn near elite now that defense it, it's it's crazy good and so hats off to the Ravens man I mean they, they haven't skipped a beat from where they ended last regular season um, I expect them to have another fantastic season they do play the Chiefs next week and we'll get into that on the next episode I can't wait to talk about that game but just another dominating performance for the Ravens and for the Texans they just they just straight up don't have the personnel that they did last year to, to compete with teams like the Ravens and the Chiefs. They did get a bad draw on the schedule. I'll give them that. Um, play, I mean, playing the Chiefs and Ravens week one and two, that's that's rough, to say the least. But um, Fantastic showing for the Ravens. And I, I don't know if there's a team that can beat them right now. 
one one aspect of this game that of both games that I saw from the Texans is that they are missing DJ Reader, their nose tackle in the right. middle, who left for Cincinnati in free agency. They have given up probably darn near 350 yards rushing in the past two games, if not more, to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and the Ravens offense. The Ravens have five different guys who can run the ball for them. Yeah, give credit to the Ravens where credit's due, but yeah, just another dominant performance. Speaking of the Chiefs, they also had a very good game this week. A very good nail-biter at the end. Chiefs. At the new SoFi, at the new SoFi Stadium. Yeah, the Chiefs themselves didn't have a fantastic game, but, but the game as a whole, um, from a watching perspective, was fantastic. Justin Herbert came out, looked like a good quarterback. I mean, I was one of the guys who didn't really believe in him coming out of college. Watched a lot of the film, didn't really stand out to me. I, he honestly, I mean, this might be insulting, but he looked like a Mitch Trubisky to me, um, just with the way he was hesitating on a lot of throws or overthrows. And he made some good throws, too. I think he has a lot more upside than Mitch. Um, but he almost beat the Chiefs in his first in his first game. A surprise start over Tyrod Taylor, who apparently was a little hurt. For some reason, they're still starting Tyrod Taylor next week. I don't I don't know why. This isn't like a redshirt situation in college. I don't really understand what Anthony Lynn and the Chargers are doing. Regardless, they almost had it. I think they played a little scared toward the end. They were up 20-17. to 17. They had a fourth and short. Instead of going for it, um, they, I just don't think that trust is there with Justin Herbert yet to make the clutch plays, and so they punted it instead. And Harrison Bucker, hats off to him, hitting a 53-yarder, which included a false start. And then, well, the 53-yarder, they iced him. Then a false start. And then he kicked two 58-yarders back-to-back, the last one being the real one to win the game. Fantastic uh, display of uh, display of athleticism from him. Hats off to my Harrison Butler. That was fantastic. Another game that people thought would be a, a lot more of a blowout. Buffalo and Miami. Jump. And looking at this, looking at this game, I know I knew they were playing the Dolphins defense, but Josh Allen balled out on oh, Sunday. Yeah. I mean, 417 yards passing, four touchdowns, and he didn't have a fumble. Right. And that is that's a that's a sign, good sign for them. And his connection with Stefan Dix in the first two weeks has shown immensely. I mean, it was it was a nice performance, and Ryan Fitzpatrick put on put up some good numbers too. Three hundred twenty eight yards passing, two touchdowns. Mike Gesicki had a very good game against that defense, who is one of the best defenses in the league. Jordan, what did you take away? I from took this away game? that I basically predicted this game perfectly. If you go back and listen to our last episode, I've always you know. The, you know, the common saying, and I hate to toot my own horn here, but the common saying is that when teams go down to Miami in September, it's hot down there. They can't really handle that heat. And the Bills did the Bills defense, which is a very staunch defense, and against any other team, in it, you know, most other teams in any other condition, especially at home, they wouldn't allow 28 points. I don't think this is necessarily the Dolphins' defense being good, but I think the Bills kind of got worn out um, toward the end there. But Josh Allen, my 
goodness. That man is coming on like we hadn't seen before. Um, him and Stefan Diggs seem to have a really good connection. Diggs looking like a completely different receiver out there. Um, a little bit reminiscent back to his Vikings days, but he is the guy there uh, in Buffalo not having to share anything with Adam Thielen. Good on the Bills for getting their guy, and Josh Allen, he was fantastic. Again, for the Dolphins, it's, again, they were at home. It's hot. They played them close, though, like I, you know, like I, like I thought they were going to, and, you know, they made a game out of it. You know, I'm, I want them to start Tua, like now. I think they just need to start Tua, because it doesn't look like they're going to go anywhere with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Closing out the AFC East. San Francisco and New York Jets. This game was it was just tough to watch, especially with all the injuries happening to San Francisco. And even with those injuries, they still just destroyed. Those injuries New York. didn't matter. Who, you know why, Alex? Yeah, it, it was New York. Alex, we're gonna play every time we talk about the Jets from now on. We're gonna play a game. We're gonna play a game called "Say Something Nice About the Jets." Alex, say something nice about the Jets. Uh, you beat the Patriots in the 2010 playoffs. <laughs> they were good 10 years ago. Uh, my, my hashtag <laughs> say something else about the Jets will be uh, Adam Gase used to be the Bears offensive coordinator with Jay Cutler, a quarterback. This is, this is, the Jets are pathetic. There's no other way to put it. They are far and away the worst team in the league right now. I understand Le'Veon Bell went down, but that didn't matter last week, and it didn't matter this week either. The Jets are abysmal. I don't want to watch them ever play. Again, the Niners, they... Again, the injury bug killed the Niners, though. Jimmy G, Raheem Mostert, Nick Bosa all going out. Um, that's going to... Did, did DeForest Buckner go out, too? DeForest Buckner plays for the Colts. You can tell how much research I've done. <laughs> um, and someone else went out for the... Someone else Shut went up. out for the 49ers. I forgot who it was. Regardless, um, this was a bad... You know, horrible game for the Jets. Another horrible game. They have horrible games. Shout out to, but shout out to Frank Gore, for yeah. just keep for just keep on going. He is nearing. Uh, I think it's is is he near Walter Payton? Yeah. I think he might be getting close. Um, average three yards a carry. Yeah, yeah. That that that'll be my say. Something nice about the Jets. Frank Gore average three yards a carry. Great. Um. I don't think you'll. I don't think you'll get it. But he is one. He is one thousand three hundred yards away from being second all time in rushing. That is I just mean, maybe amazing. Maybe one day he'll get there, but I'm. I don't know. That's just that's just a sign of durability, and there has been a trend of him playing on every single AFC East team. So maybe next year, he will go <laughs> to New England. Maybe he will. We, we need him. Sony Michelle wow. sucks. You have a running back, Cam Newton. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. So, our next game that we will talk about going in. Let's just talk about that Monday night football right. game, Jordan. At, at the new Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. I was Vegas. shocked and not shocked at the same time. What a way to open the uh, inter, the new... The grand opening of Vegas football. That's off to the Raiders, man. Coming out of week one, people were talking about the Saints being basically like a 
a shoe in for top seed in the NFC, Super Bowl. I mean, the Raiders came out, and they, especially from the second quarter on, they dominated that game. And a couple things, another things that, you know, that I've been saying is Drew Brees, he just looks, he, he looks, just looks old now. He's regressing. He's clearly regressing. That's the thing with, with between him and the rest of these quarterbacks who are getting older. And I think Tom Brady's in this realm now too. But, you know, Drew Brees is, isn't as good as he used to be. He still had 312 yards, but again, they, you know, he was behind for most of the second half. And, again, hats off to the Raiders. Derek Carr had three TDs. Uh, Darren Waller with a fantastic game, receiving 12 receptions, 103 yards, a touchdown. The Saints, I think the Saints have a Super Bowl roster. They're fantastic everywhere except for quarterback, unfortunately, which is weird to say with Drew Brees, but I don't know. It, is it Jameis time? Probably not, but they got out. They just not got yet. straight outplayed against it. I think the Saints are a better team than the Raiders, but because the Raiders always have a win like this, especially on like a Monday night or a Thursday night or, you know, a game where people aren't really watching, but they are 2-0. They do play the Patriots next week. We'll get into that uh, in the next episode. And again, for the Saints, you know, they, you know, they host the Packers next week, so that'll be another test to see if the if this is you know if the Raiders game was a sign of things to come or if this was just you know a, a fluke and a little bump in the road to another good season. Speaking of aging quarterbacks in the NFC South, Buccaneers Panthers. This was. Tom Brady's first win as a Buccaneer, and I was really not impressed. I mean, they were playing the Panthers, who are not good. I mean, hats off to Leonard Fournette. He averaged 8.6 yards a carry, which, I mean, that's amazing. And Brady was able to, he looked better this week with his connection with his receivers, but once again, playing the Panthers, not a good defense. Jordan, yeah, the Panthers' team? defense is disgusting. I mean, it's, it's not that good. And disgusting in a bad way. Um, you know, the Bucks this year, looking at their schedule, and they have some opportunities for games where Tom Brady is going to look really, really good. Uh, I think maybe against the Broncos next week, he might look good again. Um but you know their schedule is going to get tougher, and you know Tom Brady will beat the bad teams, and I feel like he's going to struggle against the good teams. But this was the bad team in the Panthers who lost Chris McCaffrey for several weeks, another injury, just horrible um, for the Panther faithful. And we'll see with Tom again. It's the Panthers, and you know he's got a these next three games are against teams who should be worse than Tampa. So if they lose any of these next three, I'll be interested to see. You know it, what the public perception is on uh, on the Bucks, but until then, Bucks are one and one. Head to the Broncos next week, um, and Leonard Fournette. How about Leonard Fournette having a good, great game? So you know if they can get him, yeah. down, maybe that'll open up some more opportunities in the passing game. Um, but again, Bucks one and one. Mike Evans also had a fantastic game. So good, good overall game for the Bucks. And just sorry, Panthers, all your best players are gone. Probably my surprise game of the week was the Rams and the Eagles. I had picked the Rams to win this game, but not by 18 points. Yeah, I also picked the Rams to win. That Go ahead. And, I mean, Carson Wentz, 
I used to say that he was one of the top five quarterbacks in the league, but just watching these last two games, yeah, he's had injuries on the offensive line, but it's just been kind of pathetic. I mean, the addition of Miles Sanders having him back is a good is a step in the right direction, but I just don't see them taking the NFC East this year from the Cowboys if they continue to play this way. And Jared Goff with another solid performance this week. And overall, the Rams just look very good. Yeah, I I also picked the Rams to win this game. They were part of my parlay, too. Um, I was pretty confident that they were going to win, after, especially after the last week, but or week one. But I didn't think they would dominate in this fashion. And the Eagles... I mean, I I never I didn't think you know I don't think they're that good, but I didn't know that they were this bad. Um, this is not Jets level pathetic, but this this is bad for the Eagles. This I mean I know the Rams are good, but the Rams are not eighteen points better than the Eagles. So, like you know, in all reality, they just got outplayed. And we got we got to give some credit here. Jared Goff looks like a new quarterback this year. Apparently, he tweaked his throwing motion in the offseason, makes the ball look a little bit better, coming out of his hand. Props to the Rams. They're 2-0, looking like the teams uh, you know, from 2017 and 18. So, good on the L.A. Rams. Eagles, I know injuries, man, but you, even with all the injuries, you're not at eight, you're not 18 points worse. You're not 37-19 worse than the, than the Eagles or than the Rams. You, execution's got to be better. Again, I'm not sold on Carson Wentz. I've never been sold on Carson Wentz. Um, as a real winner, so they they just got to show me. I am not too sold on the Eagles. Going across the state, going now, across the state now over to Pittsburgh. This was against, this the, Broncos. Was against the Broncos this week. Another big injury. Another big injury for us all. I mean, not, us all, all. I mean, not all of us, down. but Drew Locke went and down. And at the beginning of the season, I thought, oh, Locke's this is going to be Drew Locke's breakout year. year. And I, I think we're going to have to wait another year for this. And looking at the Steelers, I mean, I think Ben Beggett, Big Ben is back. I mean, another great performance, over 300 yards. They got the ground game going. It was a solid overall team win. Jordan, what's your thought? Yeah, he had a against, you know, and... A defense that I, I would say is pretty good in the in the Broncos, not great but good. Um, even without Von Miller and again James Conner had a great game on the grounds. Ben, Big Ben had a good game through the air. The Steelers' defense toward the end there for I mean for some reason Jeff Driscoll almost came back and won this game. So I don't know what that was. They dominated the first half. Maybe hopefully that second half isn't. It isn't something that we just haven't seen from the Steelers. Something that we didn't figure out from their, or that we didn't know was going to happen from their defense. But they did get the win there, two and zero, heading into Week Three. Big Ben looked good, so we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Steelers. Maybe we'll get to see Big. Black Maybe we'll get to see Big Blake Bortles next week. And rounding out the week, and rounding out the week, we have. Washington the football Washington football team and the Arizona and Jordan, Cardinals. Let me just say, and Jordan, let me just say. Kyler Murray is a work of art. I mean, the way he is able to move around the pocket and scramble, I mean, he's like a Russell Wilson, but he is very quick on his feet. And 
his connection with D-Hop already... has already been amazing. And, and granted, they were playing Washington. Granted, they were playing Washington. Who plays very hard, plays very hard with the talent that they have. The their, defensive that they have. their defensive line is amazing. But when you play Kyler but Murray, when you play that, Kyler Murray that really doesn't matter. And, I'm happy, and I'm happy to have him on my fantasy Jordan team. There ain't Jordan no stopping this Cardinal offense this year. They've, they've got every piece that they need. Kenyon Drake is a good service ball running back. He, he can do everything that Cliff Kingsbury needs him to do. Kyler Murray is a freak of nature. I think the, the, the group of good quarterbacks has grown this year, of like quarterbacks that we can say are just really good guys that are going to go out there, make some special plays. That group has grown over the last couple of years, in my, in my estimation, and Kyler Murray is just another one of those guys. Um, and, we, you know, with DeAndre Hopkins there, I mean, that just, that's just another cherry on top. I mean, the Cardinals are looking fantastic here in the first two weeks. Um, again, them and the Ravens, I think, have been the two most impressive teams. You know, we kind of ex- we kind of expected it from the Ravens, I guess, but, um, you know, the Cardinals, there were a lot of questions, and they've come through on multiple occasions. And, you know, and for Washington, I like to call them the Washington Buckeyes, so they have a lot of Ohio State players, but... I'm not again. I'm not totally sold on Dwayne Haskins yet. I mean, he sometimes he just looks lost back there and makes some weird throws. And again, it's the Cardinals, and they're improved basically everywhere this year. But um, you know, they you know they fall hard toward the end there and got a few points on the board, but it was all Cardinals. That wraps up the week two. That wraps up the week two games. All right, another fantastic week of football. Week two was week three coming up soon. We're going to get some more clarity on some teams that we have some questions about. I'm looking forward to it. Alex, you got any last words from people at home? Uh, like always, stay safe, have fun, and go Patriots. Respect the Midwest. We'll see you in week three.